It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Wizards podcast. This, this is your host, Ed Oliver and Dialante. He's back. We're going to recap again the two games. We're, we're going to get Dialante's take. Also, we're going to get his take on the signing of Tomas Sadaransky. And we just want to set expectations for the young guys, Corey Kispert, Danny Avdia, Rui, Daniel Gaffer, Thomas Bryant. We just want to talk about the young guys in this pod and uh, just get their expectations. Our, we're going to give our expectations and maybe an over, under, or two for the last 22 games of the season. So let's get started. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Also, I did want to talk about uh, Christoph Porzingis. There was an injury update on him. Um, it was reported by Chase Hughes. Say that he's still doing one-on-ones. He's mm-hmm. not doing three-on-three or five-on-five yet, and he is not going to play against the Pistons. Um, and we'll see about the next game. Any thoughts about Christoph Porzingis and his injury update? Taking it slow, like I thought they would. I didn't think they would rush him back. I didn't think they would be – very pressed for him to get on the court, especially with the type of season and the direction of the season it looks like it's going in. No need to rush Kristaps back. No need to get him out there on the floor. And the team is getting a little further back from that Tim C, the playing C. Take your time with them. There's no need to rush him back. You're not in the, the midst of a playoff run in the thick of things, and you're trying to get the best seed in. Take it easy with him. There's no need for him to get hurt or re-injure something in a season that's really lost and that's really not going anywhere. Continue to play the young guys. Rest Chris stops. That's that's just – I think they're doing the right thing. Taking it slow. Yeah, so um, Wes Unsell Jr., he did say that, you know, post-All-Star break he would be playing. So I know a lot of fans got hyped up thought he was going to play against the Pistons. That would be the first game. And I know it's a bone bruise. We talked about it earlier that, you know, this injury happened – what, four weeks ago now? You know, Mavs reporters were talking about it, that it has been a while for a bone bruise. Um, that was some of the concerns about Chris Apps coming over. But, um, you know, it looks like they're taking the slow and methodical approach. So, you know, if they want to rest them and see what happens, um, then, you know, I, I, I have no concerns about it. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I do want to see them play. But uh, if the plan is to really rest them, I hope they just are more transparent about it. And just come out and say, hey, we're just going to rest him for the rest of the season. But um, we'll see how it works out. So what were your thoughts about the two games this weekend? Spurs game was fun. That was fun. And it was his loss. So I get a fun game and I get lottery help. I'm feeling I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm cool with that. But I'm glad to see that Daniel Gafford is back in the starting lineup. 
I thought that was going to happen originally. And I always said Thomas Bryan was going to be the odd man out. Once Chris Stops came back, it was going to be Chris Stops and it was going to be Daniel Gaffer. And Thomas Bryan was going to be the odd man out. And it's looking like that's how it was going to be with Thomas Bryan going back to bench. Obviously, when Chris Stops plays and they play him at the five, if they play him at the five, he's going to be the starter. Daniel's going to be the um, reserve. Thomas Bryan is a free agent coming up, unrestricted. Who knows if he gets re-signed or not. I know a lot of people in that Cavaliers game was upset with Thomas Bryan and his defense and the way he was playing. Thomas Bryan has always been, in my opinion, you know, a bench guy. He's been a bench guy always. I know there was a little time earlier on in his Wizards tenure when we was all, we loved him. He had that Suns game in OT where he like, I don't think he missed a shot, but nah, you know, um, defensively is too much of a liability. The offensive ability is nice, but you know, Daniel Gaffer being that starter is the right thing. But, you know, guys like DeJounte Murray killed them, 31. <laughs> Kilda Johnson killed them. Jacob Pirtle killed them. It, it was Lonnie Walker. It was tough. It was really tough. Some positive takeaways, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, back-to-back 30-plus games, he, he's been just going crazy. Three for five from three in that Spurs game, and then it carried over into that Cavaliers game. Eight threes. I believe that was a career high for him in three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Offensively, he, he's he been terrific. You know, he had 34 and 13 in that Cavaliers game. Daniel Gaffer had 14 and seven, so it was nice to see him getting some consistent production. And it's nice to, to have guys like Denny. Denny in that Spurs game, he had 14 points, nine rebounds. It's nice to have guys, you know, just – Young guys getting in there, getting that playing time. KCP, I think, has been doing all right too, and so has Howell Neto. I think he's been doing decent as well as far in the score, as far as the scoring aspect. I know he didn't shoot the ball well against the Cavaliers, but Cavaliers game, similar story, entertaining. Helped the lottery odds was his loss. I don't got the biggest issue with that, man. You know, young guys got to play. Kyle Kuzma's looking good. So, I mean. It's not much I can really be upset about as far as, like, close game. Didn't get the W. Helped the lottery odds. But Kyle Kuzma, man, all in all, I've been very impressed with him these last two games for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, the defense was non-existent from both teams in the Spurs games, as you can mm-hmm. see, 137-183. Um, KCP just made that gamble still that gave up a wide open three for Jazante. Yeah, and uh, I think if he doesn't make the whole loss isn't on him. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some mental mistakes down the stretch and defensively, we couldn't stop Dejounte, we couldn't stop Lonnie Walker, we couldn't stop Jaka Pertle from getting off his rebounds. But it is growing pains. Denny had a really good game against the Spurs, and then he had a lackluster game against the Cavs. Corey Kispert missed a couple of shots. He, he wasn't able to hit against the Cavs either. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some questionable rotations from West until Jr. down the stretch with the Cavs. Ish Smith taking that shot with 12 seconds oh. left on the high clock. Um, just some mental mistakes by the team in general. And turnovers. We had mm-hmm. 18 turnovers against the Cavs. So, you know, guys dribbling the ball out of bounds and turn the ball over. So they were, they were both winnable games. But these are growing pains. And I'm with you on the lottery odds. I'm, I'm definitely not against getting better lottery yeah, it's 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 okay for me, really, when the games are competitive. I don't want to see them just get blown out of the water and they just don't look like they're competing. If they're competing and playing hard and they just so happen to lose, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not angry. I'm not 
just raging about it. But that Cavaliers game, Lori Marketing hit that three, and oh, yeah. it was just downhill from there. Like it was downhill. I know Kyle Kuzma hit like a little off hand little layup. And then Lori hit the three, and it was just downhill. It was completely downhill. So late game execution is hurt, hurt the Wizards in the past, and like you said, growing pains, especially when Bradley Bill is not there. You got a lot of these different guys. You got younger guys playing as well. It's going to be growing pains, but it's a learning experience, you know. In the end, so just keep playing hard. That's all I can really say. Definitely, yeah. Once again, growing pains, and uh, they were down by three when Ish shot that shot. It was like mm. seconds left. I, it was to me that shot was just so it was bad because <laughs> even if the play like that West drew up broke mm. down, okay, you look at the shot clock. Ish is a veteran in this league. He's not a he's not a young guy. He knows the mm. look at the shot. He knows how much time's on the shot clock. I mean, I guess he was feeling it. I guess it felt good when he let it go, but. 12 seconds left on the clock. You can try to get something. Like, it didn't have to be a three either. He could have tried to get to yeah. the basket. You right. know, it didn't have to be that. That was a terrible shot. You know, it was a bad shot. Way too early in the shot clock as well. Definitely, yeah. All right, so that's the recap from the two games, uh, the tale of two games. So we do want to get into uh, the signing of Tomas Sadoransky, who is coming back. Another guard is Smith coming back, Tomas coming back. So it's like, should they sign another Washington Wizard guard that was here for a long time, <laughs> for the decade of 2010s? We all know that's not going to happen. But um, before we get to the reaction of the Tomas Sadoransky signing, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sporting sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and, and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline with a game start. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so what was your reaction to the Tomas Sadoransky side? My initial reaction was, okay. Like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was okay. I think it was a move where you, you do get a point guard who has some size to him. Tomas is a, de- a nicely sized guy for a guard. And you get a guy who won't take as many shots, in my opinion, as Howell Neto or even Ish Smith. So maybe that opens the door for guys like Corey or Rui or Denny to get more shots up because Neto and Ish 
maybe whoever plays a little less, I would assume Sadoransky is going to be playing if they signed him in the middle of this season. Um, so maybe they it's an opportunity for some other guys to get some shots up because we know how is going to get his shots up. We know at times Ish may put some up. Um, Sadoransky, not as much. I mean, he'll get some up, but not as much. It, it was all right. You know, it was an okay signing. As I didn't really think too much of it. I mean, if you're if they're thinking about it as in as far as um maybe next season, the next season thing, I don't know. I mean, they're they're just in the midst of trying to find a point guard right now. And all the guys they have on their roster, Sadoransky, Ish, and Neto are backups. They aren't starters. So they they still gotta figure it out. Sadoransky, I don't think is the answer to being the starter next season. I don't know who is currently. But as for this season, I mean, it doesn't really do anything. I don't this doesn't make the Wizards a playing team all of a sudden. Right. They'll still be losing games that they right. probably would typically lose. Yeah. Yeah, this it's such a mess signing in my opinion. I mean, it, it's Ernie, you know, Ernie bought by Trevor Reza. This kind of reminds me of this a little bit. Tomas is a solid player, but like you said, he's a backup. That's the that's his ceiling. We know what his ceiling is. It's a backup. Now he's a facilitator. He's a six seven guard. He will be a better defender than an Ish and a Neto because you know guys are targeting Neto. They're hunting Neto because you know he's just a mismatch. Guys like Dejounte Murray is going to keep shooting over Neto every day. Um, the Aaron Foxes of the world. Those guys are just gonna, they're just going to shoot over Neto every time. Um, same with Ish Smith. Um, so Sato, Sato will still probably get scored on by those guys because they're just so talented. Like Dejounte Murray, he still would have scored a lot of points because he's just he's an all star. Um, but to get back to Sato in general, um, you know his number he he was averaging two points a game with the Spurs. They just didn't want him. It was you know interesting because he got bought out. The, we played him, he got bought out. Then we signed him the next day. Um, but yeah, I mean he's a good facilitator. He's not going to get in, in the way of the young guys. He's a facilitator. He can bring the ball up. He's athletic. He's not a much of a three-point shooter, but he's just another ball handler that's not going to take a lot of shots like a Neto or Ish. Um, so for facilitating reasons, I, I see why he made the move, and then maybe for next year, you know, because Neto's a free agent, um, and Saddle's going to be a free agent this next year. So they're going to – Tommy Tommy Shepard's probably going to pick between the two guys who he wants to bring back. Uh, I want to say Ish is under contract – let me just make sure that he is before. But, yeah, like I said, I mean, in my opinion, I just felt like the Wizards, for where they are right now, like I said, this move is not going to make us win any more games. Shout out to Bet Online, 34 and a half. Uh, Tomas is not going to make us win any more games. And he's really not going to make – he's not going to contribute to making us lose any games. So it's kind of just a, um, a mess signing, in my opinion. Yeah, so, yeah, Ish, Ish will be under contract next year. Two, he signed a two-year, ninety-five. I mean, not nine million-dollar deal. So he's going to be under contract next year with the Wizards for four million dollars. So I do see Tommy bringing him back, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, I know the people who wanted to see point guard Denny. Um, it probably wasn't going to happen anyway, but now we know with the organization fills in the front office, you know, they they still want to see Denny as a secondary ball handler and see. Um, a natural point guard like Tomas bring the ball up and, and, and Smith. Mm-hmm. And Neto can probably go back to that shooting guard position because that's what he is. He's just not really a facilitator. So, um, but like I said, it's 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 um, it's a guy that Tommy Shepard's familiar with, a guy that he likes. And um, honestly, um, I, yeah, I, we'll see how it goes. But like I said, it, it doesn't really change anything in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's not a 
anything serious. It's just one of those smaller type of signings. Mm-hmm. I can understand for sure why somebody would like Sadoransky. I know there was a lot of Wizards fans in the past who liked Sadoransky when he was here originally. And like I said, I always thought he was okay. I never thought he was really good. I never thought he was terrible. Mm-hmm. thought he was just okay, and I think he would be okay. If you play him next to Brad, I think the fit will be okay as well. Like, I don't think it'll be a bad fit. You don't have another – because you don't have a guard who needs the ball in his hand. Sadoransky yeah. doesn't need the ball in the hand in his hands to work or to do the little things on offense. So, and defensively, like I said, it's a nice switch up to have his size uh, because yeah. Sadoransky, I believe, is uh, six, seven. six, seven. Yeah, so yeah, six, seven. seven. You're going from Howell Neto and Ish Smith to six, seven and Tomas Sadoransky. You know, so that, that's a cool thing, too, to have a big guard. You can kind of roll out a big-ish lineup. You know, you got Kuz, KP, um, Sado, so Denny or Rui. So, I mean, you could. I mean, so they got a little bit more size. That's that's about as much as I can say about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to push the pace. He's going to look up. He's going to get mm-hmm. the rebounds and look up. He's not going to – the ball won't stick with him. And that's he'll do where, the little things, yeah. Yeah, he'll do the little things. And we are moving the ball more. We're shooting the three better. And uh, that's due to ball movement. So, um, but like I said, you know, we'll, we'll see. It, it doesn't contribute to any wins or any losses or anything like that. But um, before we wrap up next, we want to get to expectations for the young guys for the last 22 games. But we'll get a quick word in from B. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from chain stores and $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's start with Denny Abdiel. What are your, what are some things you want to see from Denny and uh, for the last 22 games of the year? And uh, what are some expectations or goals you have for him? I want to, I want to see 
him be continue to be aggressive and get to the basket. I, I want to see Denny get to the basket and get to the free throw line. I'm about to look up his free throw attempts right now. He's averaging 1.5 free throw attempts. I want to see Denny get to the free throw line more. And with that comes being able to finish. You know, you got to be able to finish, get those and ones, and just being aggressive because he has the size to do it, similar to Kyle Kuzma. I think if Denny go-to is getting to that rack, that, that'll help him out, you know, because offensively is what we always, all season have been talking about with Denny. Defensively, we've been impressed. Offensively, people have said he doesn't have a left hand. He doesn't really have that go-to move. Like even Rui has that like mid-range, a little step back mid-range. Rui doesn't really have that go-to offensively. I think I want to see him get to that rack because if he can get to that rack with his size and he improves on his finishing in that left hand, he can be good. You know, he can get to that free throw line. Obviously, you got to knock him down. He is currently shooting 76% from the free throw line, an improvement from 64% last season, so that's good. But I want to see Denny, man, get aggressive, get to the free throw line. Shoot, let's try to get those free throw attempts up to 1.8, you know, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, I want to see my goal for him is him getting one triple-double. He, he, he did get a double-double. He got 15 boards. I think he's capable of doing that. But uh, just from playing and developing-wise, like you said, left hand, finishing strong around the rim. Uh, finishing through contact into the free throw line. Once again, I'm echoing you with that. Um, playing with confidence. Just, just stop thinking too much. Don't put your head down when you do miss a layup. You know, he got blocked by Evan Mobley against the Cavs. And then, you know, he ended up getting a technical foul in the Cleveland game because he was frustrated. He just can't get too down on himself. You know, he had a good game against the Spurs, and then he had a lackluster game against the Cavs. But you can't get upset and put your head down and slam the basketball down. You just can't do that. But you know, dribbling. And I do want to see Wes let him run. He's not going to let him run point, but I do want to see him get the ball and just bring the ball up as well. Um, three-point shooting. His three-point shooting is getting better. It is improving. Um, he, he, you know, we already know he's, he's he has high basketball IQ. He's a smart passer. Defensively, too, he is – he started off really, really hot. Guys are starting to get to the basket on him. Dejounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, they were scoring on him. Um, and then Evan Mobley scored on him because he's just taller. But I want to see him improve defensively off ball. He let Laurie Marketing get a wide open three against the Cavs, which really, really, really hurt the Wizards. Um, that was a huge possession, a huge three that Laurie Marketing hit. So, like I said, just really three things confidence, which is huge for him uh, to get to the basket and finish strong around the room. I want to see him try to dunk the ball. I know he's coming off the injury, but I just want to see him just try to dunk the ball and finish um, strong. And then, um, of course, you know, the, the form looks good. Just knock it down, open shots when you got them and just not thinking too much. Agree. Yeah. Com I think confidence is a big thing with Denny when he's confident, he looks good. You know, he, he looks good defensively and I think he looks good offensively when the confidence is a little shaky. You can tell, you can tell mm -hmm. when his confidence is low. So the confidence 100% is, is one of the top things. I do want to see some dunks, man. I want to see him get a poster one of these days. You know what <laughs> I mean? Be, because he, if he, he's attempted before. I remember he tried, I believe it was, was it Taco Fall? I feel like it was yeah. Taco Fall, like a, like a season ago or something like that. He tried to dunk on Taco Fall a while ago. But, yeah, some of those layups, try to get him to be dunks. And I think a lot of that just comes with strength, getting older. 
And next season, you know, talking about next season a little bit, I'm hoping he makes that jump third year because you never know. He may be tasked with being that starting three. So you never know. He may need to be stepping up big time. He may be the starting small forward next season. So we need him to continue to have that confidence, continue to grow offensively and defensively and get stronger, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Definitely got to hit the weight room. He did have a dunk against the Spurs. I, I will give him mm-hmm. that. So what are your um, expectations and goals for Rui Hachimura the rest of the way? And then what's your thoughts about his minutes uh, lately as well? Um, Hachimura, it, it's so tough because, well, one thing I want to say firstly, the three-point the three-point improvement has been terrific. It's been magnificent. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see. He's shooting the ball insanely well. Right now, he's shooting 48% from the three. Mm-hmm. And this is coming off 28% his rookie year, 32% his second year. Now he's at 48%. Granted, he only has 20 games played, so not the hugest sample size. You're not talking about 48% after 50 games, but – I mean, he's been terrific from three. It's really it's really impressive to see that after he missed all this time, he came back and he's showing us what he's worked on in the offseason. So that's been a terrific thing to see. His minutes, I want to see. His, in the last game against the Spurs, he got – let me check really quick. In the last game against the Cavaliers, I mean, he got – 22 minutes. And I feel like he's been around that 22-ish range for the most part. Like I said, well, Kuz there, I don't really see them playing Rui at the three that much. It's tough. I would love to see Rui getting up to 30 minutes a game as well, similar to how I was liking when Denny was getting 30 minutes a game. But just the log jam they have there is going to be tough. It really is. I would like to see him play more. I do, because I want to see him, especially with the addition of the three ball. I feel like you you definitely have to continue to play him, man. I, I want to see him get more minutes. But I understand just with how the way the roster is shaped out, he's in a, t- a position where that position on the team has a lot of competition there. So I want to see him playing 25-plus minutes, personally. Yeah, I want to see him playing 30, 35. I mean, mm-hmm. his rookie year, he played 30 minutes. Last year, he played 30 minutes, and that was on a playoff team, you know. So he had 20 points and 13 boards on a playoff game against the Sixers. You know, we've seen him dunk on Anthony Davis. We've seen him dunk on Tobias Harris. We've seen him dunk on Isaiah Stewart. We've seen him have a 30-point game. We've seen him have multiple double-doubles. Um, so, I mean, he, he's highly capable. You know, he, he had 20 points against the Nets. He's a guy that can – out of all the young guys, he's part of the guy that has the capability to go off for like 25, 28, 30 points. And he needs more playing time. He's shooting the ball really well. I, I don't know if there's still a minutes restriction going on, but like you said, there's a log jam. Um, but Rui should be starting, in my opinion. Um, all these young guys need to get more playing time. Um, all the first-round picks that we just spent on the last three years, they need to play. I really feel like right now this season is a developmental season, and I know Ted will never ever tank it. You don't have to tank to, to see what these guys got. But I think for the rest of the year, they really need to evaluate and see what these guys can do um, mm. the rest of the way because we just spent the ninth pick on Denny. We spent the ninth pick on Rui, 15th pick on Corey Kisper. So these guys need to play mm. as much as they can. That's the only way they're going to get better. Um, but, yeah, Rui, for me, um, be aggressive. Keep keep shooting that mid-range shot. Keep shooting that three. 
Um, take to the basket defensively off ball. He gets a little lost in the sauce too. He lets guys open kind of mm-hmm. like Laurie marketing like Denny did. He'll do the same thing and help. I remember the Mavericks game last year, really Dorian Finney Smith hit a, hit a, hit a three to win the game. So he just has to be smart off ball defensively um, rebounding as well. Yeah. And um, big thing. yeah, him rebounding, just becoming a better re- rebounder, learning from Kyle Kuzma, how to rebound better and be more aggressive with that too. Cause Kyle Kuzma is just a better rebounder than Rui right now. Mm-hmm. He's a better scorer than him too right now at the moment. I mean, Kuzma's the best player on the team, but for Rui, rebounding, be more aggressive, shoot that mid-range shot, shoot the three, don't hesitate. Go out there and shoot and make the most of your minutes and keep running the floor. Yeah, I would say the biggest one of the biggest things for me, Rui, offensively is the rebounding as well. And like that's something Denny does very well. Denny rebounds yeah. and he's on the boards. He's grabbing boards. He does a great job at, at that. I think Rui can – you know, do better on the boards for sure. We've brought that point up before with Rui. So attacking the boards is one of the biggest things I would say. And then improving defensively as well, getting lost in the sauce. Coming out of Gonzaga, a lot of people on scouting reports said thought that was an issue, you know, his off-ball defense and, and all that, defensive IQ. So all that can be improved, you know. So offensively, Rui's a little better, but defensively you would like, to see some improvement and then Denny defensively he's a little better offensively you would like to see a little bit more improvement so I think it's like flip kind of with them too right all right Corey Kispert this one's probably pretty easy uh Corey Kispert man get the three-point percentage up Brody you shoot 59 percent from two you know so that's good all the the getting to the basket and little floater etc that's all good and the sneaky athleticism that's all been really good, but you got drafted to shoot threes. That's what you came out for out of Gonzaga for. You was known as the best shooter in the draft, and you're shooting 31% right now. But that's okay. It's just rookie year, getting adjusted to the NBA game, the speed of the game. is easier to get them shots off at Gonzaga going against Duke, et cetera, and St. Mary's. Than it is going up against you know the Cavaliers and all them dudes they got over there, etc. Or, or the Celtics and Marcus Smart. So I think just the speed into the getting adjusted to the speed of the game. It happens for every young guy. Of course, you have your guys who are just special, like Evan Mobley, who just seem like they got it all down packed already. But for a lot of guys, especially a guy like Corey, who's a shooter, getting adjusted to the speed of the game, man, just Continue to improve on that. Want to see that three-point percentage jump up a little bit, um, especially going into next season. But this season as well, he's had good games. Corey's had good games and good shooting games. Just wanted to be consistent. But, you know, the rookies always get, you know, not too harsh unless they're just terrible. Corey hasn't been terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting used, continue to get used to that speed, the speed of the game. Be confident in getting your shot off, man. Yep. Same thing. I mean, this is what he's he's supposed to be a shooter. Just put some more arc on the shot, get some more legs on the shot, because a lot of them are mm-hmm. short. So that's all that's what I want to see from him. Pretty simple for him. Um, and like you said, the athleticism is showing up. He's finishing pretty well around the rim and mm-hmm. he got a couple blocks against the Cavs too. Um, I guess we'll group Daniel Gaffer and Thomas Bryant together. What do you want to see from those guys? Those are the last two. D B uh I said D B. D G. Um D G. Uh, just make sure, just always with DJs is the fouling. Um, 
can improve a little bit on the pick and roll defense at times. It'll be sagging off a little too much, give up a floater or something like that. Um, but mainly just the fouling. That's always been the thing with DG. Uh, but it'll be a little easier when Porzingis comes in and he's the starting five. It'll be a little easier for Gafford coming off the bench. I think he'll have a little bit more success, especially playing against the, those backups as well. I think he'll have more success there. Thomas Bryant, I would say mainly defensively, just improving defensively um, in a lot of aspects there. Uh, so the bigs, DG's always been the same. Thomas Bryant's always been the same. Thomas Bryant, you would like to him to prove a little bit more defensively. Gafford, you would like him to prove more, you know, and just falling less against some of those bigger bigs that he has to go against, especially those skill guys. Um, like in B, Anthony Towns, etc. Those are pretty much it for the bigs. It's, it's always been the same thing with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gaff fouling. Don't bring the basketball down because the guards usually yeah slapping it away and taking the ball. Yeah, when you rebound the heel, like yeah. try to go down with it. Yeah, yeah, he likes to bring the ball down. Fouling, obviously, that. Um, happy to see him get some playing time in the last two games. He's making the most out of it. Block shots, protect the rim. Duty, that's what his role is, protecting the rim and finishing around the rim. He, we have some guards now that are able to create and get past their man. And, like, Ish Smith has done a really good job giving him lobs. So that's really simple for Gaff. Um, as far as TB, like you said, defensively, um, he hasn't been shooting the three ball well. He shot really badly against the Spurs. He, he was 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Um, then he got blocked by Kevin Love against the Cavs. So just finishing around the rim, um, set a screen, like, kind of like Gortat style. He's getting a lot of illegal screens. He's getting called for that. So be aware about that. Um, and try to attack the basket a little bit more too. Show some of those post moves that he had last year. I know it's the knee injury. He's still getting back to his old self. So I would just say um, just keep shooting the three. I'm not mad at him shooting threes. Once again, go strong to the basket and uh, move your feet defensively and just put your hands up. And that, That's what I want to see. And energy, just because he's not scoring, doesn't like when he start when he was scoring against the Nets. That's when he played with a lot of energy on the defensive end. So just keep the same energy on defense, even if you're not getting the basketball. That's what I want to see from him. And the guards got to look for him too. But sometimes they do look TB off mm. and not getting the ball. But before we wrap up, I do want to do some quick over unders, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, we do play the Pistons tomorrow. We're not going to get into a preview about them. We've seen them already three times, so we know what to expect. Kay Cunningham, you know Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay. Jeremy Grant, you know, we barely beat them the both times we played them. So, mm-hmm. um, but over under for 10 points a game for Denny Avia to finish up the season. He's at seven points per game right now. And mm-hmm. since the trade deadline, he's averaging, he's averaging 10 points. Yeah, since the trade deadline, he's averaging 10.9 points a game, seven boards, and two assists per game in seven games since the trade deadline. That's very I'm going to go over. I'm going to say he averages okay. 11. Okay. <laughs> 11. Okay, I'm going to go under. I'm going to say nine and a half. He's going to get. He's gonna have a couple of games where he has like 15, 16, 17 points. Mm. I'm going to go under. And then Corey Kispert, he's at 31% from the three right now. Um, over, under 33% from the three to end the year. Um, I'm going to say under. I think he continues that inconsistency. So I don't think it really goes up that much. I think he may stay around 31. May go to 32, could go to 30. I don't see that hitting that overhitting though. You think it's gonna be you said under 33%? Yeah, under. Yeah. I think 
I'm gonna go under too. He just hasn't shot the ball well consistently. So yeah, it's, it's the inconsistency. Yeah, it's very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then last one, who do you think is gonna be the most impactful young guy next year? Rui, um, Denny, or Corey Kispert? Rui, Denny, or Corey Kispert? If Denny, if Denny can improve his finishing, I'll go Denny. Mm-hmm. If what yeah, I was saying, if Corey could get his shooting percentages up to you know them Gonzaga levels, I think Corey Kispert can be up there because we seen what Bertans did that season where you know that contract year, he was a game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, so if Corey could get to that level. Could be him. Yeah, there's a lot of ifs. A lot of yeah, ifs. a lot of ifs. <laughs> I'm gonna go Rui. I just think he um kind of has the most. He's he's the most proven out of the three. Mm. I'm gonna go Rui. That's my pick. I think he he's the best scorer out of the three. So I'm gonna go Rui. But want to thank you guys for watching. And uh, the. Uh, you're going to wrap it up. Um, yep. Yeah. Go ahead, guys. I want to thank you all for making Locked On, which is your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Just want to thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards on YouTube. Hit the notifi- notification bell. We're almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you can get a podcast as well. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.